Hebrews 10. And uh, after Brother Mike's testimony, Brother Dave said, I've got something to add on to that. And uh, I've got some preaching to add on to all that. <laughs> Amen. God just, uh, his spirit just works in all of us. And uh, it's always apparent just how uh, how God is moving. Amen. In services like we have tonight, God bless those just praying. And some of you just reaching out and praying extra hard, helping out. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about you tonight. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your help tonight. Thank you for, Lord, just a special presence of your spirit here tonight, God. Believing, God, you're just working in such a great way. And, Lord, we know that greater is to come, Lord. Praying, Lord, that you would just work and, and just... Lord, that mountains would move, Lord, and that you would, we would see, Lord, your, Lord, your glory in these last days in such a great way. Bless your people now, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Hebrews 10 verse 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Aren't you glad he is? Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter some is, but exhorting one another. That's important. Exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. God bless you. You can be seated. I... um. Preached last week about courage. Talked about how in the book of Revelation it says the fearful are not going to be in the in the kingdom. And we know fear manifests itself in a lot of different ways. And thank God he's not given us a spirit of fear. Amen. But of power and of love and a sound mind. Thank God we have victory over fear. There's a lot of different ways fear moves against us and tries to attack the child of God. But what we looked at last week is how important it is that by faith we step up and do the will of God with courage. That we overcome fearfulness and cowardice and recognize that if we're going to claim the promises of God... If we're going to be the doers of God's will, we're going to be the ones that do exploits in the last days. There's going to have to be courage rather than cowardice. And I believe that tonight there's the people here that have that strength, that courage, that faith to see the will of God done. But I know how the enemy fights. I know how the enemy tries to entangle us and hold us back to intimidate. Amen. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for victory in Jesus. And I want to do my best to encourage someone here tonight to have courage. That's what encouragement really is. It's not just cheering you up. It's that you would have courage put in you. Amen. That you can go on and do more for God. Thank God for church. Thank God for a time we can gather together. Thank God for the fellowship and the strength that we get one from another. Amen. Amen. 
You know, I do believe that it's so very important and uh, that when we come to the house of God, we come hungry. We come with that attitude that we talked about so many times that was there at the Last Supper. That when Jesus begins to speak of his betrayal, begins to speak of, of the events that would lead up to the cross, that the disciples responded with, an attitude, a humble attitude of self-examination. Is it I? Is it I? And I appreciate so much people here that will come and say, I need preach to. I'm praying. I'm not, I'm not coming with a, with an attitude that says, Hey, you better not get it. Come down and preach. Start preaching to me, preacher. No, you're saying, God, help me. I want to be perfected. I want to make sure that, that, that I, I'm right. And is it me, God, that needs this tonight? So important. It always frustrated me. It always confused me, really, that people would literally come to church and say, Oh, man, I'm so upset. What that preacher was preaching to me. What did you expect? Amen. What you come to church for? Hallelujah. I want to come and and say, God, talk to me and deal with me and give that preacher something that will help me get to heaven. Amen. We've got too many people playing games and going through the motions, just trying to be self-righteous when we need to come hungry and ready to hear from God. We listen. We listen with ears of the Spirit what God would speak to us. How God says so often in the Word of God, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit would say to the church. I don't ever want to get the idea that God's going to look past me and all my needs and, and, and just all, we, we're going to look out in the world and tell them what they need. Hey, there's people right here in the house of God with needs. And there's people right here that need to have an ear to hear what God's Spirit would say to the church. We listen so that He would speak to us on a very personal level. The Bible talks about the Word of God being a two-edged sword that is able to, to come into our lives and to divide of, between the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That something maybe you were thinking about earlier today. Something that maybe uh, hasn't been an act, but it has an attention in your life. The Spirit of God can work on you and help you. All these things are so important, but hear me now. It is so important as well for us to be able to come to the house of God and also... As intently as we are listening to the Spirit of God saying, God, talk to me, deal with me, perfect me, purify me, wash me, amen, challenge me, amen. It is just as important to listen and say, God, do you want to work through me to be a blessing to somebody else? The Bible says here about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, but back up a little bit. The context of it says consider one another. Consider. Think about it. It is so easy to come into church and to... And you're not doing anything wrong, per se, saying, God, deal with me, help me. I've come with needs. That's all right. You're in the right place. 
I've come hungry. That's good. I pray God fill you. Amen. He's promised to. But we can also, and I've seen this be a challenge for some, we can also, that same Spirit of God that's going to minister to us. I, I believe you can walk out of here encouraged, strengthened, helped, purified, amen, taught, directed, and still have an ear to hear what God would say to you to be a blessing to somebody else in the process. Amen. It says to consider somebody else. Consider one another. Think a little bit about the fact that you're not the only one here. There's other people with needs. I'm tell you something about your needs. Sometimes you will find that in the process of caring for someone else, you'll find out when it's all said and done, well, God, you took care of my need. Hmm, I didn't have to beg and beg and beg all night. I I could go ahead and get busy. And you took care of me, too. You'll find maybe that you'll even be better off, amen, when you get your focus on others. How can I be a blessing? How can I be a help? How can I be a servant? Provoke somebody. Stir them up. Motivate them. We're living in a day where people don't like to take responsibility. Amen. But God has blessed us so abundantly. He wants to move through us. Amen. He, he'll, he'll use you to strengthen and bring courage to others. Encourage people. Look what it says in Romans, the 12th chapter. I know we're familiar with this scripture. Romans 12. See, when we start thinking about others, and I want to specifically think about, I want to be careful because you never know who's going to walk through the door. But the next person that comes through the door, the next visitor, all right? right. Praise the Lord. We want to see somebody saved. It might be somebody that uh, Brother Mike talked to out on the, at, through the GVI. It might be somebody that we talked to out at the nursing home. It might be somebody in your family. It might be somebody in your neighborhood. There's all kind of people we're praying for. Some of them you say, well, you know, I'm busy trying to get as as uh, close to God as I can. If you're going to get close to God, he's going to give you a heart for people. Amen. Amen. And it's going to take courage to care about people. Amen. But, you know, you want everybody else. If that was your son, your daughter, your neighbor that you were praying for, you'd want folks considering them. Well, you're going to get your turn to consider as well to be a blessing. Now, listen, what it says in Romans 12, let me make this clear. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, amen, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But listen to this, church, and be not conformed to this world. But be what? Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't be conformed to this world. I want to tell you something about the visitor. We're not going to try to use some kind of gimmick. Amen. 
You use a gimmick to get folks in the door. You're going to have to use a gimmick to keep people. But I'll tell you what they need is Jesus. They need to feel him. They need to see him. They need to know that there's somebody, praise God, that's real. Well, praise God. Too often we're trying to bring the church and the name of and reputation of God down to a level. Listen to me. Jesus came down low and loved people, and that's what it was. I know people say, well, I want to look like a sinner, act like a sinner, talk like a sinner because I don't want to hurt a sinner's feelings. You can be a Christian and, amen, be transformed and not conform to the world. I don't have to look like something. I was thinking today about so many ministries that just 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 love people and love Jesus. Amen. Can you imagine somebody saying, well, you know, we want to reach out to the to the homosexuals in the community. Well, we want to see them saved, too. But we're not going to put on music that would compel them to come in. Amen. We're not going to try to try to, you know, start dressing up people on the platform to make them feel comfortable. And no, no, no. We're just going to love people like Jesus loved people. Amen. You say, well, that's ridiculous. Who would do something like that? But a lot of folks have that kind of mentality about church. So afraid we don't want to offend anybody. Just keep on preaching the truth and lifting up Jesus and loving people. Amen. We're not going to use any kind of flesh, any kind of entertainment. I was talking to uh, Brother Mike was testifying, I think, last week about uh, about showboating in church. And we were talking a little bit about that today. We were at a service. I was telling him uh, at a meeting in another state somewhere uh, in these 50 United States. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, somebody got up and, man, sang a great song, loved the song, had so much talent. I mean, a lot of talent. Did uh, Would I enjoy it driving down the road? Road, absolutely. But was it worship? Uh-uh. All right. It was just showboating. All right. All right. There was no way that I was going to... Everybody in that place was going, wow, can he sing? Wow, is that amazing? But you weren't feeling to worship. All right. Oh, we want to worship in presence of God. Yeah. We're not looking to showcase our flesh, showcase us. We're here to lift up Jesus. Yeah. Amen. It's not about what kind of style do you like and you came out. Somebody sent me something here. One of the biggest churches in this county. Help us, Lord. Saying uh, they were having a special service and I think they were uh, retiring. The, the minister was retiring and, and the worship service leaders got up and, and, and just sang a whole lot of cr- classic rock songs from the 70s and 80s and said, this is just the pastor's favorite music. So we decided to just send them off with that and said, did a whole set list of, of just oldies but goodies, I guess. That's not what we're here for. We're not we're not here to 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 bring gimmicks and something to just try to. I, I'm gonna tell you when the Holy Ghost falls, God's Spirit, people are getting helped and healed and blessed and delivered. Amen. Can I tell you? I tell you, if you really want to be saved, if you really want God, that's gonna get your attention. Amen. So there's a lot of things we're not willing to compromise and go against biblical principles of conforming to this world. Praise the Lord. But I do know that we do need to take responsibility, each one of us, and care about and consider, praise God, souls that would come into the house of God. Whether through some of the efforts and or prayers or the billboard or whatever it might be. Amen. We all need to take take responsibility for souls. I'm surprised. 
I'm so surprised over the years that I've pastored people that seem like they were just just on fire, just hungry for for more of God, and lack vision, lack vision of saying, you know what, we we need to make sure people see Jesus and 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 know that they're welcome and loved and excited about people coming in the front door. If you're really excited about us just having our own thing going on and not realizing there's a community and a world that needs to be saved, you're missing the heart of what we're here for. The way you got into the house of God, people cared. People saw you in in sin and wrong. They saw you needing help. And God saved you. And now God's put you in the very thing that got you into the kingdom of heaven. God wants you now to care about them. Yes. Amen. Yes, Such a surprising lack of vision. Right. Hallelujah. Oh, we, I know we're living last days. I know we talked about the falling away, but listen to me. Every time panic, every time somebody walks in that door and, oh, my, what, a, what, a, what kind of background do they have? Hey, listen, what kind of background did you have? Right. God can set you free. Amen. Right. He did and he will. Don't panic. Get excited about it. That's an answer to prayer. That's what it's all about. Amen. That's what we're we're praying for. Amen. Hallelujah. We uh, I was out there mowing the grass this uh, week. I did most of it Monday. Finished off the rest of it today. Or and we're actually Tuesday. I mowed and today I finished it off. And I was pulling up to the building back there, and I saw the. The visitor parking signs. And uh, they were put up with a purpose. I preached about it. Some of you, sounds like you remember. But I talked about how I thought, you know, was praying and thought, Lord, I want to think about every step of what would happen if someone came to this church for the first time. Just, just, and I, and I prayed and I, and I considered, Lord, if they pull into that parking lot, I want them to have a good spot to park. Amen. I talked about it and said, man, we need to make sure they have a good place to sit. They're probably not going to sit up front. Amen. Don't you get worked up if somebody's sitting in your seat. Y'all be excited. Fill it up. Fill it up, Lord. Amen. I'm on my way to heaven. I want to see more people in heaven. Amen. I want to give them a place to sit. Praise the Lord. I want to be, I want to consider when they come into the house of God. Are they going to receive a friendly welcome? Are they going to see a friendly face? Are they going to be told that they, they're, they're, somebody's excited to see them in church? Would love to see them again. That matters. That matters. Amen. Don't leave that up to somebody else. Oh, Sister Flosser, man, she'll smile enough for the both of us. Don't give her your crown. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You, you do the will of God. Amen. Yeah, but what if they don't come back? What if they do? Right. What if they don't really pray? What if they do? Right. Well, praise the Lord. I know some of you are so good at this. What about, well, we can see it tonight. Somebody needs prayer. Maybe you just can't get right to them. What are you praying for them? 
Are you praying for people? When they come in the door, you say, well, I'm going to pray for me. I'm going to make sure I got a, I got a routine. I really want to make sure I hear from God. I want to make sure you, you got time to pray for them too. Amen. Amen. Throughout the service, God touch their heart. God break through to them. God set them free. God help them. Amen. Oh, you know what? What if I'm praying for them? You're not going to, you know, God sees your needs before you even ask them. Amen. About thank God for these sisters praying like they do. Amen. Don't don't be afraid to just let God work through you and pray with somebody. You know, so we used to they used to call them altar workers. We all ought to be altar workers. We all ought to be able. Now, sometimes God's working on you, and sometimes you really need that that time on your need. That's when other people are going to minister to you. Amen. Well, praise God. But but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to just go ahead. If I'm talking to folks that are just living for God now. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about people who are just lined up and just saying, God, I'm I'm in this with all my heart. Like I said earlier, during uh, during worship, praise God. If God's speaking to you and God's dealing with you, you keep following him. God's going to work in you. But if you've got things in your life you know shouldn't be there, you know God dealt with you, and you're still just trying to work out that stubbornness and rebellion in you, you don't need to be praying for other people. Amen. Say, well, I'm going to pray extra hard. No, just obedience is better than sacrifice. No matter what you've got going on, you just need to give it all to God. And when you do that, God's going to use you. Amen. But we need to be... Just ready to pray for one another, ready to minister, ready to encourage. God will speak to you. God will speak through you. God will give you something to encourage and strengthen. Amen. Help somebody. You'd be surprised when you start letting the Spirit of God work in you, how he'll give you a word. Amen. A word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. It's not all the pastor. Amen. It's not all, hey, let him work. No, God's going to work in you. But who's going to let the Spirit of God work? What about What about after church? Say, well, I try to stick around if, if I can. I understand that. But what about being a friend? Thank God for those of you. I know you say, hey, I want to take you out for some ice cream or take you out for some coffee or get together with you for lunch sometime. That's soul winning. Not being fake, not being not not just being somebody that's saying, hey, I'm just trying to 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 get a church member, try to build a crowd. No, you care about people. That's Jesus in you. Amen. Turn to Matthew 25, if you would, please. Thank God. Listen, the next person that comes to church. Don't be afraid To take your place of responsibility, shine your light. The devil's lied to you for too long, intimidated you for too long. Say, well, some people, I don't know if they want it or not. And if they don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wasting my time. Hmm. Did God tell you that? Did God tell you not to waste your time on a soul? Can I tell you, there's been a lot of hours of my life I've tried to help people that that didn't take the help. I'll feel better standing in front of God 
Hello? I'm not doing it. I I can't save anybody. The results aren't my responsibility. God saves and they've got to want it. But I'm going to give them the best chance they can get. I'm going to do my best to. I cannot waste my time thinking about whether or not it's they're valuable enough for me to try to help them. I have seen. Oh, I could tell you a story. I don't have time for it, I don't think. But, man, i tell you a story about somebody we tried to help uh, years ago. And uh, we brought them meals, got up in the middle of the night to pray with them, would drive out to, to their little trailer and just talk to them. And uh, after about a month of daily just working with this this one and people in the church helping and getting involved after about a month, the Lord say, well, why didn't God tell you a month ago? I don't know. But after about a month of it, I started thinking, you know, I don't something I don't feel right about. And uh, God gave me the understanding and gave me the direction to verify it, that, that uh, they had lied to me about so many things, just flat out lied. And I thought, Lord, I prayed, Lord, what a, all that time getting up at night and just lie after lie after lie. But I'll tell you, after it was all done, the different people that came to church because of the spillover of ministering to that one liar, that even to this day, there's still connections that we're making with people and, 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 and people that came to church. And, and I'm telling you what, you just never know what God is doing. I'm telling you what, there's been times I was planting seed in one place and, and it just didn't seem like anything was going on there. But God said, oh, I'm not going to let that word return void and things start happening over here. Amen. Listen, you do it as under the Lord and God's going to work through you. Amen. Matthew 25, verse 40, says, The king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. That's enough for me. Amen. That's enough for me. If I'm doing it, praise God, unto the least, praise God, I'm doing it unto him. And he's the one that's going to reward you. Don't, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. God's going to work through you. God's going to work through your prayers, through your friendship, through your kindness, through the, through your ministering. Amen. Don't ever let the devil tell you that's not, that it's, it's a waste of your time. You just keep doing. The only time, I, I tell you what, I, I'm going to add this because I had a situation happen just, just here recently where somebody somebody invited me. They said, hey, I got a thing for you that I want you to pray about. Well, they didn't really even say that. I told them I'd pray about it. But they said, I, I want to talk to you. Somebody I hadn't talked to for years called me up and said, I want you to, to be a part of something. And we're going to go do this. We're going to go pray. Just shut the church down. You don't need to go to church. It's going to be this date. And you need to be over here praying and doing all this. And I thought, what in the world are you talking about? Praise the Lord. 
I mean, if God's going to lead, fine. But I'm doing a good work. I can't come down, Nehemiah said. And uh, I felt that in, in when, when they, they said that to me. And, uh, but can I tell you something? There are going to be times that in, in, I've seen in my life, I said, Lord, uh, you know, I, I want to be doing your will. I want to be doing something for you. I, I'm not worried about, uh, uh, about doing too much. I'm worried about doing too little. Praise God. If one thing takes me away from something that I know God has led me to do, amen, then that's a problem. I, I pray God don't let us be distracted. Now, if you got a work to do and you got something to do, the devil's always going to throw distractions around. It's always going to happen. But if you got nothing better to do with your time, put your heart into doing what God puts before you and see him work. Listen, take courage, church. God's going to work. Don't you be fearful. God's going to work. But let's take responsibility. Every one of us. I'm telling you, I'm preaching. You know, they talk about preaching to the choir. I, I feel like I'm preaching to folks that understand just exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm preaching to you to try to remove every bit of that fearfulness, every bit of that intimidation. Break out of that and just let God work through you. And let's see what God does. How, let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. I believe God's got greater works. I'm hungry for it. I believe there's more. I'm telling you folks that have panicked over the years, folks that have lacked vision. How sad the Bible says without where there's no vision, the people perish. To have a heart to say, I want to see things move forward. I want to see souls brought in it's a process it's a battle but i believe god's people are up for the battle we're victorious in jesus name i can't be satisfied looking at this world cursed in the darkness i can't be satisfied talking about how bad things are how messed up people are. Uh -uh. I want to see somebody delivered, somebody set free, somebody helped. It's my heart. And I know there's so many that'll count the cost and walk away from it. But listen, I want to be a part of God's, God's work, loving people, seeing them healed. Seeing them set free. Seeing them blessed with His great salvation. You're a part of what God is doing in this last day. You're a part of the solution to what is wrong in this world. You have a testimony. You know the promises of the Word that can see people taken out of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Come on, let's find a place to pray, church. Let's reach out to God.